Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth, human performance, and culture change. This is your host, Philip Grison. Thank you for joining me on this path. I hope you enlighten others along the way. Hey, everybody. I uh, hope you're doing well and surviving out in these crazy times. I'm trying something new here. I've been thinking about doing some topics every now and then on mentors I've had. These will most likely be thought leaders or teachers that I've studied the work of, but I might expand to people I've hung out with too. I'm really just testing this idea out to see if it interests you, so let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. So for this first one, I picked Wayne Dyer. He was the first self-help, thought work type of guru I was exposed to. Back in my 20s, Mike McCarroll gave me a copy of his book, Your Erroneous Zones. I was going through a life struggle at the time, and Dyer's work changed my perspective on everything. You can either call it a wisdom growth spurt or an awakening, but I never saw life the same way after reading that book. It was the doorway to all the self-help gurus at the time. Self-help, right? That was the, the, the label at the time before we had terms like emotional intelligence. Anyway, I didn't really know how to formally do the personal growth thing back then, and I don't have any notes from reading that book, so I googled some quotes from it to share with you. So here's the first one. Major premise, I can control my thoughts. Minor premise, my feelings come from my thoughts. Conclusion, I can control my feelings. And here's another dire quote related to that same concept. Feelings are not just emotions that happen to you. Feelings are reactions you choose to have. This was that first aha moment that I can feel better by thinking differently. Years later, I refined this understanding with the behavior model, but this is where it all started. At the time, I wasn't overly focused on the results I wanted to achieve. I was just tired of suffering. I just wanted to feel better. Wayne Dyer taught me how to feel better. He taught me that it was my thinking that was causing my suffering, and I had the power to change my thinking. It was one of those moments where once you learned that skill, you just couldn't unlearn it. One major component of feeling better is acceptance. So here's another one of his quotes that really impacted me. Acceptance means no complaining, and happiness means no complaining about the things over which you can do nothing. I was so inspired by this at the time, the concept of acceptance being intertwined with happiness. There was a melancholy type of feeling with it. I could be happy in the middle of any life storm. All I had to do was accept that storm. I was so inspired, I wrote a song back then called Accept. I remember one of the lyrics, Jesus understands when I can't. It meant acceptance to me. It meant that there are life circumstances that will happen to me that I will never fully understand. And that's okay, because God understands when I can't. And that's okay, too. Here's another one related to acceptance. There are two days in the week about which and upon which I never worry. 
two carefree days kept sacredly free from fear and apprehension. One of these days is yesterday, and the other day I do not worry about is tomorrow. We humans are pretty good at living our lives in the past and the future. We suck a little at living in the now. Way before I even knew of Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer was teaching me to live in the now. So much suffering occurs because we live in this mental time machine, worried about what might happen tomorrow, or sad or regretful about what did happen in the past. But true happiness, true acceptance only happens in the present moment. That was life-changing. I was going through a divorce when I was reading your erroneous zones. Love and my ability to judge character were things that were consuming my thoughts. I was going through a great questioning period. Why did I choose this person that I ended up divorcing? So here's one on love. Love is a word that has as many definitions as there are people to define it. Try this one on for size. The ability and willingness to allow those that you care for to be what they choose for themselves without any insistence that they satisfy you. True love is acceptance too. A lot of people try to change the people we supposedly love, but truly loving someone is truly accepting them exactly the way they are, all flaws included. When we are constantly trying to change our loved ones, we should question, do we really love them? You see true love often in parents. Parents continue to love their children even when they do awful things and screw up royally. Those parents might easily leave a spouse for similar things, but they continue to love their disobedient children. I'm being extreme here, but the lighter lesson is to accept your loved ones, accept their differences and uniqueness, and never try to change them to better fit your own different uniqueness. Here's another quote from Dyer on judging character. You are not necessarily what you say. Behavior is a much better barometer of what you are than words. What you do in your present moments is the only indicator of what you are as a person. It makes me think of the biblical statement, you will know them by their acts. I imagine relying on words alone to judge character has been an issue with humans for thousands of years. People can present themselves as one thing, but their behaviors always shine through. Whatever front a person puts on with witty words, cracks in that front will develop in the form of their behaviors. Those behaviors will show you their true character, who they really are underneath the surface. It can easily take six months for this to happen, so patience is required, and we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But if the audio ain't matching the video, it's good to be skeptical. So one more quote to finish up with. The essence of greatness is the ability to choose personal fulfillment in circumstances where others choose madness. Life's challenges and hardships don't have to cause suffering. It's accepting them that ends that suffering. 
seeing everything that happens as God's will or what is meant to be replaces suffering with this melancholy form of acceptance. I use that word melancholy because it's a form of happy sad, if that makes sense. I understand that can sound like a paradox, but what I mean is there's this balance to acceptance. On one hand, it's totally okay to mourn the injured in hard times. That injury could be emotional or physical, but if you totally accept what happened is what was supposed to happen, then there's this feeling of personal fulfillment that comes with it. You might cry a tear for them or for yourself, but you are never thinking, this shouldn't have happened to me. Instead, you are thinking, this is happening for me. This is happening to teach me the skill of acceptance. And in that moment, you feel personally fulfilled because you get it and you are doing it. It's become a life skill that you can't unlearn. Now that you know, you look at others raging in anger over things they can't change, and you see it as madness, and you accept their madness too. Here too, it is okay to mourn the mad who don't know another way, but you feel fulfilled knowing you aren't going to the nuthouse with them. So here's Dwayne Dyer. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and teachings with the world. You have elevated my consciousness and changed my life forever. Hope all of you have a more conscious and beautiful and fulfilled week. See you next time. Hey there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review. If you want to connect further, reach out at leaderthink.com.